0: What's going on, guys? Today is the NFL show. We're covering every game this week, giving out what we think will happen in our picks from a gambling perspective. We're also talking about what happened with Joe Judge and the Giants, and what's going on with Antonio Brown right now. It's a good one. Let's go. And welcome to Trophy Kids, presented by Bad News Media. It is Friday, November 20th. I literally just said this two seconds ago in the Mm pre-meeting. But it is Friday. It is Friday. Michael has returned for the NFL show. It is the NFL show. How are we doing today, sir?
1: I'm doing well. I'm cold. It's cold outside. It's getting cold. Um, it's. It, I like this time of year in a way, but it, it, it's chilly, chilly walking the dog.
0: I love this type of year for the activities that present themselves during this time of year, but the whole like it's dark at 430 and I feel like I need to eat dinner at 530 just because of like looking out the window like holy shit it's pitch black out there and it's cold not my favorite i don't love waking up in the morning take a piss in my s- toilet seat or toilet floor if he has oh, to take yeah. a number two are freezing <laughs> mm-hmm. <No laughs> um idea. but activities football bonfires good food i guess i don't really know i lost kind of track but it's a nice time of year for an activity standpoint if you like a nice apple orchard if you're one of those people nice apple orchard available for you nice fall activities okay.
1: That and you know what's great, it's like not that we really care, but um you can eat whatever you want. Summer's far, far. This away. is true. You do
0: not have to work on the summer bot just yet. You can you can get an yeah. extra pound or two. Yeah. Off. yeah. We're wearing big sweaters and heavy jackets. Nobody nobody sees it. Um All right, let's get into the NFL. We've got some house cleaning though. There were some there were some news clippings that came out. You were the one that sent me both texts actually alerting me to very funny stories like on face value um, I guess we'll start with a b because it's probably the least expected, but a b is uh in some hot water again with the n f l go figure would you like to explain the situation to those viewers who might not might not be familiar with the inner workings of a b currently
1: um, I mean, you could correct me. As far as I know, there was just a bit of a, um, a dispute, if you will, with, um, I, I believe he lives in a, a gated community, perhaps. I don't know he if it's does. a gate, but, uh, it was a dispute between him and I'd say maybe a gate attendant. And in response to this dispute, AB decided to throw a bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> Hurl the bicycle at a security camera. <laughs> yeah. There you go. I would love to see the video. I don't have it yet. I'm 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 working on it. Oh, I am sure that'll be hitting the market soon.
0: Um apparently Bruce Arians was aware of this. The NFL wasn't. I mean, the <laughs> guy <laughs> I feel like this was a real lack of foresight on Bruce's part to be like, we know about this. Maybe we should make sure the NFL knows about it given he's sort of on like a probation type of period right here. Not yeah. the best from Bruce. Um that drinking paint in his early days has uh, given his foresight a little bit of an issue here. Um, also, Bruce, we've never talked about this, but the the look he's rocking on Sundays, not a fan. The whole, like, bomb yeah. strapped to his chest is – I don't like the look, just off face value. <laughs> um, but, yeah, AB's in – he's in a bit of – I don't know if he's going to be suspended by the league. Um, I can't say I'm terribly surprised, but I'll stick to my opinion that it's been the same since we signed him. Is it morally great? I don't know. Probably not. He's not a great dude. I think that's pretty obvious, um, especially with some of the allegations le- lend against him. But this is an insurance policy. We don't need him. We're fine without him. So it's a win-win. We can cut him if things go bad. We can keep him if things go good. And he's a top five wide receiver again. Um, but yeah, it's, the dude just does not get out of
1: his own way. Ever. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> Never. Um, it's, like it's it it sounds funny but it's also not i mean he did something no borderline violent um but in my in my opinion if you sign the guy everything that he's done is this alone gonna make it throw him off the team probably not um yeah with all the other allegations that he has on against him i mean i don't think this is going to be the one but Doesn't help. (laughs) Oh, I saw today. Bruce, I think, said
0: he's been a model citizen since being on the team, which is not not a a description I would generally use for AP. But then again, how much trouble can the guy get into? He's living with Tom Brady. I mean, it's they've essentially locked him in a safe place, except for when he has to play football. They let him out.
1: Bruce made sure he said since he's been on the team.
0: So, yeah. hey. <laughs> very, very clear in the description. Week we
1: of a model citizen.
0: Yes. Uh, the second news in my all-time favorite story of the week, <laughs> the Giants. The way this was first, I didn't. I saw gi- Giants have parted ways with their O-line coach. Shortly after that, I received a text from you with a description as to why. And the reason for that is Joe Judge got into a fist fight with the O-line coach. I love this all day. I think this is hilarious. I mean, it's not hilarious because somebody got—I mean, it kind of is funny. The fact that coaches are fist fighting on the sidelines during practice is a funny image. Grown men who are generally a little overweight—I haven't seen a picture of the O-line judge or coach, but I'm assuming he's probably not the most fit of dudes— getting into a brawl uh, practice. Is he? Uh, is he? Is he? Well, oh, it's boy. Mark
1: Colombo, so he used to oh, play. That's um, right. Yeah. He's about 6'8", 300 pounds. Uh, George, George. George is out of his mind.
0: <laughs> I forgot Mark was – bad look on my part. I did forget Mark Colombo oh, was the O-line coach. <laughs>
1: it's, it's not a big deal, but that is very important here. It's a very George, important description. George, he, that guy's a nut job. I mean, we already knew he was a little crazy. He's making his players run laps. He's, like, running laps. He's, like, doing push-ups. Like, we knew he was a bit of a nut job. He clearly is. Oh. But, uh, I, I mean, oh. to fight Mark Colombo, also, Mark Colombo, I'm not going to call him a dirty player. I'm not going to ruin his name. But he, he had a few fines in his career. Uh, yes. Not <laughs> yeah. someone you want to fuck with. <laughs> he's, no. He's only 42. He's not old.
0: He's a bad mamajambo. Um Joe Judge is absolutely insane. And I did not think... I wasn't sure how the Joe Judge experience would go, but this is so fitting for this Giants team because the Giants team and we'll talk about their game. They are the best worst team I've ever seen simply because they refuse at any point in a game to lay down. They're not going to win most games and they know that, but they refuse to stop playing. Like they don't you never see them like Texans. You watch those games, you know they're just they're trying to get to the end of the season. Like they know they're not making the playoffs. There's not as much fight in them. You watch the Giants, they're trying to take people's heads off most of the game, which right. is, that's Joe Judge. <laughs> Somehow it's working right now.
1: Yeah, that is Joe Judge. Joe Judge strikes me as one of those coaches. This kind of this is kind of like a cycle, and it's like a cycle in a lot of professional coaches. You get a player's coach, and then the player's coach runs thin, and you get kind of a hard-ass coach. Sometimes the hard-ass coach can kick you in the ass for two years, and you'll get good results. The Giants just don't really have the talent for that, but they do compete. By the time the Giants might be good, I think Joe judges act. they won't be tired of them and they'll probably just have to ship them out. That's yeah. That's kind of my opinion. That's
0: the dangerous yeah. gambit you run. It's great when you have like guys, they're sort of fresh out of college, younger, not a great roster. Dudes who are just trying to hang around in the NFL, which the Giants sort of have. If you look at the roster, I mean, yeah. Barkley's injured. So I'm not counting him in there. Daniel Jones is still fresh out of college. Um, yeah. That appeals to them more. But you are right. Once you start to get to like the we're good phase and we're grown men who go home to our families, I'm not running laps for like nonsense. I'm not in high I'm not in high school football anymore. Like this isn't right. this isn't the same. It does go south quickly. You see situations like Greg Sciano in Tampa, which they weren't, yep. I guess, good good at that point. But you could tell like everybody's a grown ass man. We need to be treated like this a job. But it's still funny that this is just happening in the middle of the season and in the middle of corona season which is
1: just like perfect for the 2020 storyline yeah uh, i mean you really can't make that story <laughs> up and then i just the giants came out and like denied it no 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 i mean of course they're not gonna say yeah they got a fist fight but it's just like come on we don't know that's what happened <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> i wanted him to come out like bobby petrino down in arkansas with like a neck brace and just <laughs> black and blue all over his face <laughs> so bad
1: <laughs> That would be the best. Or
0: just a big-ass pair of shades, like one of those like party ones, so you yeah. can't see his face, like a press <laughs> conference like that. That would have put just cherry on the top. Um, all right, let's get into the games. I was looking at this week's roster. I don't like this slate of games. There isn't, Outside of this Thursday night game, which we're recording on Thursday, I'm not really yeah. excited for any ma- – like, there's no real – like, I look at this and I'm not like, I love any of these ma- – I like them from a gambling perspective, but from a watching perspective, it just is a bad slate for me. I think
1: agreed. Yeah, I, I do agree. It's not the most appealing group of games. Um, I, I like I, I like your game. Um, yes, but it, it's yeah. it's not it's not looking great.
0: <laughs> no, and we'll, we'll, each game we'll kind of go over here. We'll start with the Thursday. It's gonna go on here shortly after we record this We're recording, right before this predictions. I think the over hits. I, uh, I can't yeah. not go with the over. But I'm, I th- I'm all over the over as well. Do I? Do we think Seattle gets? back on track because I don't. I don't initially. I think Arizona's hitting right peaking at the perfect time
1: for what they are. Completely agree with you. Um I I, I like Arizona honestly on the money line. I'll be o I will be I did not take them on the money line tonight. But I don't hate them on the money line. It's just Seattle um, they are crumbling and their defense and it, we'd like the way a lot of Dallas's defense. Seattle's worst. So Seattle's bad. defense is so bad. And Kyler, and Christian Kirk, and DeAndre Hopkins, they're just humming right now. I, I can't see Seattle stopping them enough. And Russell, I mean, he's an unbelievable player, but he's turning the ball over at an alarming rate right now. And it's a Thursday night game. I, I think Seattle, after this game, when they have 10 days off. Maybe they'll get back on track, but I, I do like that. The defense
0: is such a liability, which is... You're not used to, in my head. Like I still think Seattle. Like I immediately go to like oh, legend of boom. Like th- it's so yeah. unnatural for them not to have a good defense right now, but it is. It's horrendous, and I don't. There's no fixing it this year. Like there's just nothing you can do. Like no matter how you change the scheme, at this point I'd just be sending blitzes like all day long and hope I just, win out on that. Um, or you get like you run into like a QB sort of like Justin Herbert who just panics at the sight of a blitz and just throws it away, yeah. which. <laughs> <laughs> in his defense he's still very young so I would also be like I watched that Miami game there's a clip going around the internet by I think Robert Mays's account is tweeting it where the Miami like nobody's lined up they're just hopping back and forth and they just bring an all out blitz and Justin just heaves it in like two seconds he sees it and is like fuck no <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's not happening with Kyle Murray that's not happening with this division like you're in the wrong division not to be able to play defense in for Seattle yeah. and I think Russell's playing himself Russell's still phenomenal, and by no means are we should we say that he's not, but he is turning over the ball more because you can only go so long where you're, like, the only reason your team's successful in the NFL. Right. It only can last so many weeks before then it starts to infect you like a plague. <laughs> yeah. He has to do so much, and, I mean, it's, it, it'll affect you eventually, for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Next game I got here, Atlanta-New Orleans, the return of Jameis line right now is at four. Saints are favored. Over-under is 52. There's a part of my brain that 100% thinks that Jameis is going to come in and just fucking ball out. (laughs) And I'm going to be – the message boards on Tampa are going to be so annoying if that ever happens. But there's a part of me that thinks, oh, he's got Sean Payton. He's just going to ball out now.
1: (laughs) It wouldn't shock me. I mean, in a sense, he balled out a lot for Tampa Bay. just threw it to the other team a lot. Um could not I mean, see the field. Won really, <laughs> not, yeah, legitimately.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: He, yeah. he went from one really good offensive mind to another really good offensive mind while also backing up one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. I mean, I would not be shocked if Jameis went in there and played really well. I didn't really like him in his relief duty, but I give people passes. He generally on relief duty. I um, mean, yeah. he played fine, but it's just like he missed a lot of passes. Um, I, I can't. I know he's a backup, but I can't. Ignore. I, I'm getting minus four. I don't know what you're getting. I can't not take Norman minus four.
0: Yeah, that's the part that I was struggling with because the Falcons are for sure a different team without Dan Quinn. Like immediately, like light bulb switch, yeah. they're a better team, but they're not a great team. And Saints are not borderline great, but like they're they're in that upper category at this point. I think I would put them in. Like they're not Chiefs good, but they're like that next tier. I would say probably underneath. Yeah. Right up it, team. Yeah, oh yeah, and the play and the defense is starting to click. On Atlanta's mm-hmm. side, it's sort of the same story where like, the defense is starting to get better. The offense is getting yardage, but they get to the red zone, they crumble, or they get to game-late situations. It's not as crisp. Um, the four is hard to turn down. I don't know if I'm going to bet it, but if I was, I'd probably lean Saints overall. Yeah. Um, New England-Houston is the next one I have on my list so this is a bad game <laughs> this is a bad game <laughs> yes i mean houston's a dumpster fire i talked about it last week there's rumors jj apparently wants out after or he's going to be out of texas after this season um deshaun is still playing good given he has nothing around him yeah. um and the patriots are bad like these are just bad football teams i don't
1: I hate this game. <laughs> like, I, I hate it, too. I don't hate the total, though. I think it's an under. <laughs>
0: yeah, I agree. <laughs> uh, total.
1: Well, I'm getting 49, which I... is seems high.
0: I was just going to say, total's at 49. I should have given the line. Uh, line's at two, uh, New England's favorite. Four... I like 49, and if I had to go line, I'd probably go Patriots, just because I rely on Bill Belichick more than Romeo Cornell. 100%. <laughs> In this game, but I agree, the total's... Good because these offenses I mean Houston can kind of move the ball, but the Patriots, man. I know they played in a monsoon last week, but even before that, Cam had oh. gone two games without scoring a touchdown at one point.
1: Oh. That, that's yeah. insane. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, there's very few teams where I will say have worse weapons than the Washington football team. New England's a lot of them.
0: True, very true. Yeah, they, have, they have no
1: one. They're I mean, a bad they bit a football
0: in. team. Or they're a badly built offensive football team right now. Yes. And that is a theme without, throughout the league, and one team we'll get to here in a little bit as far as – and you were saying this earlier in my in the text about a badly built football team. Um, but we're not there, that, there yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, Eagles-Browns in Cleveland. Line is at three. Over-unders at 47.5. Are the Eagles still a football team? Like, do they uh, – <laughs> are they still a football team?
1: That's what I was looking at, too. And I was just like, three? Yeah. I don't know. I, mean, I, I realize we're talking about Cleveland here, but Cleveland the past, first of all, the past two games that Baker's played in has, have been the most ridiculous weather games I've oh, ever God. seen in my life. He has played in, like, back-to-back hurricane-force wind games. I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> so, I, like, don't let Baker's past two games of throwing for, like, less than 300 yards combined. Fool you. And not that I'm saying Baker's some stud. But, I mean, come on. I have to take Cleveland there. I have to. 100%. I think it's
0: still going to rain. I don't think the wind's going to be as big of a factor on Sunday, but I do believe Cleveland's expecting rain in this. Uh-huh. And I'm sorry, does anybody think the Eagles' offensive line is even going to have a shot blind blocking Miles Garrett? Like, is exactly. there? Like, he's going to be fucking Freddy Cougar. <laughs> Wentz is going to close his eyes. And he's going to be in there fucking shit up. Like,
1: yeah. <laughs> I know Phil is slowly getting more healthy and not really not really on their line. Uh, they're getting like, you know, Miles Sanders getting healthy. Yeah, you know, Al but I don't care. I don't, yeah. care. <laughs> no,
0: I don't either. Like it's they're Cleveland's just gonna run the ball. They'll do a little play action with Baker, which he thrives in, and then the defense is gonna put I would assume lights out against the Eagles because there's no fight left.
1: They are, they're a dead dog. <laughs> it's, just, it's, this is an, it's hard. The NFC East will only be the NFC East at this point. Like, you almost have to always take, if the NFC East is playing someone else, you're gonna, it's a pretty safe bet to just take the other team.
0: 100% agree. Um, Except for in this next game, Bengals, Washington. Oh, I don't know oh, here. It's, we're going to disagree here. <laughs> the line is one and a half. I don't, I'm not 100% sure, but I think there's a chance Washington wins this game. Over-under is 47, and I think the chance legitimately only lines up on a matchup, and that's D-line for the red, or football team. Sorry, I'm using the, using the wrong it's verbiage okay. here.
1: 50 years, it's 80 years. So it's I far. know.
0: <laughs> um, D-line for them first. the O-line for the Bengals is one of the biggest mismatches of the week. And then Antonio Gibson, who I have not watched hand up, I have not watched that much risk, or watching football, football versus the Bengals' run defense. Those are two very bad matchups that favor the football team heavily.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely agree with the D-line part. I do. Um, but for whatever reason, football team's D-line does not like to show up until the second half. We go down 20-3 to three in the first half like I mean, it's it's crazy. And then we, we fight back, and we generally lose a heartbreaker. Um, Joe Burrow, yeah, I think you would agree, is good. Very good, yeah. <laughs> he's really, <laughs> yeah, he is, he is, he's really good. And I, I just think Joe Burrow alone, I think, you know, putting in trap uh, Tyler Boyd, Pat Higgins, Joe Mixon's coming back. I just, I mean, you know, I'm obviously a negative Washington football team fan who's been through Countless years of pain. I'm growing Bengals here. I, I am. Um, I like your Gibson point. Gibson is, you, when you watch him, I'm assuming you'll probably watch this game. Yeah. 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 So when you watch, I feel, I'm sorry you have to watch this game, but <laughs> <laughs> when you watch Gibson, um, you're going to see like a lot of potential, but you're just going to see like, dang, like if his vision, and it's going to take time, you know, he's a converted wide receiver to running back. You're going to see like his vision is just not quite there yet. But you're going to see a shit ton of broken tackles. He's a big man. He's fun to watch, but we'll see if he's able to torch them. He's really had one game where he's really torched the team, but you can, you'll you see like a lot of potential in this kid for sure.
0: The glimmer of hopes. Yeah. And I, I agree with you on your Burrow point, too. And Burrow's learning, and he's learned very quickly, that in right now with the Bengals, he has to get the ball out quick. Um, oh, yeah. And the only time that doesn't happen is when the idiots in the Bengals – oc and head coach decide to dial up routes that take 20 yards to develop and he's like for crying out loud give me a back to block or a tight end like what are we doing here yeah. <laughs> um that's about the only time other than that he is getting i'll give joe burrow credit he's learning fast and on the fly it's oh, yeah. getting to the point i was talking to my roommate about this who's a Bengals fan i know you can't do it because it's a competitor and it could backfire but like i would seriously consider the Bengals being like maybe we start to shut him down for the year because he is that Steelers game it was looking like he might not make it off the field he is getting beat up um and he is your franchise you don't want a Carson Palmer situation happening where a knee blows because you're literally can't do anything to block um I also don't understand why Zach Taylor doesn't leave a running back always in the backfield on at least a delayed route like I every single play it would either have a tight end or a running back on some form of delayed route looking to pick up a blitz Or shift in a blocking coverage because there is, like, Joe Burrow's not getting any help from that offensive line right now. Um, But he is very good. And I'm excited. I am, the one thing I'm excited to see is Gibson because all I keep reading in my pre research, which I didn't do a ton this week, all my picks are primarily gut picks, (laughs) Um, is he, it's exactly what you said. The potential there is off the charts. And for those who don't normally, my Bengals fans out there who are not familiar with the football team, scary Terry at
1: wide receiver.
0: He is a so player that flies fun, way under the national radar.
1: <laughs> he's such a stud, man. He's going to get four they are all if everything goes well, he'll get 1400 yards. I mean, he's had five quarterbacks thrown the ball. None have been good. <laughs> I mean, he's just dumb.
0: <laughs> it's starting to get into that I'm not putting him in the Hopkins category yet, but he's he's in that category of like has terrible quarterbacks and you could only imagine yes. what the numbers would be had he had something better. Um, right. Not the same talent there, I wouldn't say yet. But uh, no, no, no. same situation as far as his numbers would be way off the chart if he had a half-decent quarterback. Don't do him. Yeah. Not dink and uh, uh, dinkin dump Alex Smith as we're going to see. <laughs> that's yes, just we <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Lions-Panthers. This game, I don't think my book had a line on it when I last checked. Let me see if I'm getting up. But if they do, zero. I'm all oh, over yeah? the Panthers. Cause the Panthers, man. That's a team I can't figure out. I can't either, but I have zero... <laughs> I think they're good. Yeah, and the Lions to close out this game. <laughs>
1: oh, no, dude. We, I, we played the Lions last week. No, no, no. They're, they're not good. We're no good but they're no good, too. And the <laughs> Panthers the Panthers play hard. They win games you wouldn't expect them to win. Uh, yeah, um, Panthers. I can't
0: figure out the Panthers I, if they're going to be good long-term, because I can't figure out how much of it is Joe Brady and the OC giving them a legit shot versus Matt Rule just being a great head coach. I, I don't I
1: don't know long-term the success my, of the Panthers, because Joe Brady's not going to be there long. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, he won't be there long. My take is, I mean, they have they some of a talented offense. Obviously, McCaffrey complete studies at the injury issues. Robbie Anderson, I think, is playing a little above what he is right now. Um, but I think he's a good player. I think Robbie is a good player. DJ Moore is a good player. Curtis Samuels Curtis Samuel, the wide receiver core is very good. At, uh, to go with McCaffrey and Teddy Bridgewater, I mean, well, he's a middle of the pack quarterback. He's fine. I mean, he's not a stud, but I, I do like their offense a lot. I
0: really do. Two goals Teddy is as middle of the road, I think, as you can get. <laughs> <laughs> Like, he's not. You
1: he kind of Alex Smith in him. Yeah, very much so. Um, yeah.
0: He's not going to be a Pro Bowler elite, yeah. like, this is somebody you want to devote all your resources to. But he's also not a guy where you're like, we got to draft a quarterback because we can't win. He's like the perfect, if you put a team around him, you can win a lot of football games. Oh, yeah. Quarterback. Um, which is really what you're looking for is consistency in the NFL. Like, if you have consistency, you're going to have a shot almost always because um, there's so much inconsistency in the league yeah, week to week. Um, and he's very consistent, middle of the road. I like Panthers. I don't know what the number will be. I'm sure they'll release it. I'm I'll sure there's something COVID-wise holding this up um, or yeah. like a Matthew Stafford injury that we don't know about yet. Um, he's probably got like a it torn. Oh, yeah, that's right. There yeah. we go. I knew. It's yeah. <laughs> gonna say he's probably got like a broken kneecap, two ribs, <laughs> a fractured spine, and is ready to go.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's probably,
0: yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Just shoot me up, coach, and throw me out there. <laughs>
1: yeah. um,
0: Steelers, Jags. This lines at ten. I hate lines that get that big. Over under forty six and a half. Like the t- Steelers are good, but the Steelers there's something is mentally blocking me from acknowledging them as being some superior team because defensively they're phenomenal and offensively they show up every week, but there's something in my brain that will not allow me to accept the fact that this team is just going to light up teams week to week.
1: (laughs) Me too. And I mean, I think they're very due for a loss. I don't think they're like some sort of team that's just going to mow over the schedule. I'm kind of with you. Um, I agree. I don't like the line. Um, It's a big line, big line, but I, I know I know the Steelers defense is really good and Jacksonville has their issues, but Jacksonville has put up some points this year They really have so I don't hate the over. I'm getting 46 I think you said 40, 46 happy I think I I would take the over personally um There's just been a, like the Jack the Jacks had multiple games, you know high 20s in the 30s They put up 27 against the Colts, you know was week one and that's during Minshew mania where Minshew actually kind of played out of his mind Yeah, but I Yeah I might just for fun do the over, do the over. Um, I'm definitely staying away from the spread. Yeah, I hate that number because yeah, they're
0: not the Chiefs or like the Bucks, for example, where it's like if the offense is playing their right A game, yeah, they'll easily cover, like blow a right. team out. Um, like they have to bring their A game just not to struggle in games. I feel like or play a team close. Um, and dude, the Jags fooled me so hard. By, like, week three, I was all in on, like, oh, they're not tanking. They're going to have no shot at the number one pick. They're not going to be good, but they're going to be super competitive and are basically, like, middle finger to the organization. Like, we don't want a high draft pick. And then that has completely disappeared. That Colts game did a number in my brain where I always think Jacksonville now is way more competitive than they are. But the defense is bad. Jake uh, Luton, Luton, I think so. Yeah, I I think that's right. (laughs) Yeah, I don't remember. I'm terrible (laughs) with names, but I don't know how to pronounce his last name. He's played decent for a rookie. Like, I haven't – I haven't been like, wow, that's the future. like they're still gonna draft a quarterback depending on where they, they fit. But uh he's played good. Um played so,
1: I mean, well against Green Bay.
0: Yeah. So I wouldn't I hate the spread. I do like that over, I think, um, a little bit more because the Jags defense is trash. Um so even a, a good Steelers offense, but one that I just mentally can't say. Also, the wide receiver scouting department at the Steelers, they all deserve pay grades. They all also deserve GM jobs in this league. I don't know how they keep finding these guys. I'm so jealous. <laughs> it's, I mean, insane. it's It's
1: absurd. I mean, we're, we're... Washington is desperately looking for a second wide-receiver. I mean, we had three years of Garcon and Deshaun Jackson. It was, it was the greatest three years of my life, and we weren't even good. I love good receivers. <laughs> It's so fun having a team with good wide receivers. oh, it's the best <laughs> you know, <laughs> I know
0: very well right now. It's fucking awesome. it's
1: awesome oh it's a real it's a
0: real jolt jolt to the system on Sunday morning, yeah. waking up knowing you've got you got some ballers out in the wide receiver position
1: yeah when yeah, like, going into games myself when I see like another team that has really good wide receivers, I'm just terrified I'm like, oh my God <laughs> <laughs> like how are we gonna cover all those guys? <laughs>
0: So true. Yeah, <laughs> just an absolute sure. nightmare to deal with. <laughs> i uh, I would have to be so pissed like going up against like a Bucks team or the Chiefs team as deep in oh. the D B room, like the whole week just being like, Fuck, we got like you're watching film all week on these guys, and you're like, What the
1: fuck? <laughs> I mean, your third best corner is covering Antonio Brown. I uh, mean what? It's <laughs> a <What laughs> joke. <laughs> it's so absurd. <laughs> it's seriously a joke. <laughs>
0: Oh, all right. <laughs> Let's talk about a team that has no wide receivers in the Ravens. Yeah. Um, okay, Ravens, we Ravens Titans minus five and a half over unders 49 and a half. Have you ever seen a good team built so poorly?
1: No, no, <laughs> never. That's the never Ravens. in my life. The Ravens are built so poorly. It honestly annoys me that they're good because like <laughs> we mentioned, I think had worse weapons in the Washington football team. Take Lamar out, because Lamar, obviously, is a better weapon than anyone we have. Mark Andrews is a good player, but the Ravens also have worse weapons than the Washington football team. They have no one. I mean, Marquise Brown, fast. That's all he is. He's really fast, but, I mean, come on. Yeah. Uh, this game, well, Yeah. the way I'm looking at this game is, okay, They obviously, there was the, that playoff game where the Titans just mauled them. Um, the Titans' defense now is way worse, but the Ravens' offense now is way worse, and um, this is a game, I'm not saying for the world to do it, and I'm not saying that this, this is going to happen, but you're going to be plus 200 odds on Tennessee in this game, and I cannot, I, I have to take that.
0: I agree. Value I pick. Agree. It's a
1: value pick here. Yeah, 100%. Money,
0: yeah, it, there's, no, there's no reason to risk it on the Ravens' spread, so if you want to bet it, go with the value in the mm-hmm. Titans, because I do think it's one of those games, it's one of those games that it will either be like, the Ravens get really right all of a sudden, which I don't think is going to happen, or it's super close and then coin flip it one way or the other. Because the Titans' offense is very good at times. And the defense is soft as the Pillsbury Doughboy. But then you flip it on the other side with the Ravens and it's like, good defense, terrible offense. And it's to the point where, and this happened with the 49ers, where defenses just know what you're going to run. Like Greg Romanoff's offense, they just know pre-snap. Like, they're calling it out. I think Lamar said that last week. They're like, they know what we're running before we run it. Yeah. And that's a problem. I don't know what you do with the Ravens because you don't blow it up, but like, and I don't think you can get rid of Greg, but like something's got to change. And Hardball a guy that will do something to change it up because he's a good head coach. But I look at that team yeah. and it's like, what? I don't know how you you have to reconstruct the entire offense again.
1: <laughs> I, I know, and it's what's really crazy is like if you like, I don't know if you've noticed, but Dak Prescott still has more passing yards than Lamar Jackson. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. I know Dak was like throwing for an unbelievable yeah, big yards times. out for like four weeks now.
0: Yeah, Lamar, yeah, and it sucks too. Like Lamar is obviously not paying his MVP cal- caliber self. Like that's obvious in the passing game. But then it's also yeah. like, well, look at who he's throwing to. He's throwing to a bunch of like five foot eight guys, except for Mark Andrews, and like there's no oh, yeah. there's no coherent scheme passing wise. <laughs> right. So, and like, I mean
1: his his running game, like Mark Ingram, is really starting to just kind of, yeah, kind of lose it, and they can't figure out is it is it Gus Edwards is it J.K. Dobbins they just can't seem to figure out. Nope, it's a bad bad situation. But I'm with you, Titans. I just take the
0: money line and call it a day. Um, see yep. what happens. Dolphins Broncos lines at three and a half Miami over unders forty five. Finally, I feel like out of all the coaching trees in the league, Bill Belichick's is. One of the worst, I would think, like overall. But Brian Flores, you oh, found God. a coach Miami. I say it every week, and I'm still impressed every week with that roster. Outside of Parker, there is nobody on that roster that you'd be like, or well, not nobody, but you don't look at the roster and go, that's a good roster. And yet they're f- six and three <laughs> and playing good football. Oh. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> I don't even get the spread. Uh, Dolphins. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Here's something for you. I- is Drew Locke, and I thought of this last week when I was watching that Broncos game, is he just a cooler version of Jameis who just can't see the field and just, like... <laughs> like, he doesn't put up as many yards, yeah. but, like, he makes such stupid interceptions that I'm just, like, I feel like I'm watching... When he throws the ball, the decision-making, passing-wise, I'm like, I'm watching Jameis Winston, three-point... Like, why are you throwing that ball? What are you doing?
1: <laughs> I mean I, I, I do get the comparison. I... Um, <laughs> As an outsider who was never like frustrated with Jameis like you were, um, I think that's kind of Jameis is way better. But yes, I, <laughs> but I would yeah, say I
0: I'm talking just purely from the stance of like
1: going through the progressions and making some of the decision yeah, making some some of of the the throwing the ball. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not yeah, talented. Like
0: Jameis has all the talent in the world. It's just decision making is horrendous. Very poor. And we're over here liking like Drew Locke because he was singing along to Jeezy last year. Like everybody's high
1: on him because of that. (laughs) We loved him because of that. Um, But but yeah, I kind of see what you're saying. But going back to that game, I've been like disrespecting Miami. I had been for like the first seven to eight weeks on wagers. No more. (laughs) Yeah, no. They're a good team. Very good team. Tua is not doing himself any
0: favors, yeah. though, because this week he came out and was like, I thought this would be a lot harder than it is, and it's like, ooh, bud. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you've just played some not great football teams. Like, there are some killers out there in this league that are going to make it yep. very tough. Yeah, um, be careful. Yeah, how many rookies have we seen that have had great rookie seasons and then just immediately defenses get a little film on them, and it's game over. <laughs> yep. Quite a few. <laughs> um, and I want Tua to succeed. I like Tua. I never, yeah. I'm not somebody who thought he would, so – I hope I'm wrong because I like everybody who can succeed in the league. But it is one of those things where I, I think I discounted them because when they pulled Ryan, I felt like that, was, that sucked because Ryan made them super competitive. And I was like, sure. damn, that sucks to pull him. Felt yeah. for him. Makes sense, though. You have your future franchise quarterback there. And then they've just continued to go. Like Brian Flores put boy genius McVeigh in a headlock and just gave him a noogie all day. And then the rest of the games have been good. Like they're good. They're a competitive, good football team. Just a team. They're a team. That's what they are. They're, yeah. they're a team. You don't point to one player sure. and go, that's making a difference. It's a team effort. Um, so, yeah, Miami all day long. Yep. Jets, Chargers. <laughs> Lines at nine and a half. That's Over big. under 46.5. I look at the Jets and I go, they are so bad. But then I look at the Chargers
1: and go, they can't close. So, I don't exactly. know what to do here. Um, you said it, the Chargers, they kind of they're one of those teams that kind of look for ways to lose. Um, it's a really big number the way I, I, I think the chargers will win, but I could see them scrambling for a win
0: I like everywhere they don't, <laughs> really,
1: don't win by ten points. like yeah, I don't see them winning this game by ten as bad as the jets are. I probably will not bet on it because it's an awful game. But if you put it out in my head, I'm, I, I'd have to take the jets plus nine and a half, I mean. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm not betting it yeah, for I'm sure not. for that exact reason. But once again, gun to the head, I'm with you on that. Because, like, the Jets are bad. And I am, as everybody knows listening to this, I think Adam Gase is one of the dumbest human beings oh, in the NFL. So like, so I wouldn't that. trust him with, like, if I had a son, my son's Pee Wee team. Um, He is so dumb. But <laughs> <laughs> the Chargers, they're afraid to win a game. Like, they're just afraid to win a game. <laughs> <laughs> that That's
1: what it is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, Justin Herbert, fantastic. The league is in. That was one theme that just keeps popping up in my head. I'm just like, the le- the amount of elite, not elite, I'm not going to say elite yet. The amount of good quarterback play we're seeing out of young guys feels higher than in the last couple decades. Like, we get classes that come through the league where you're like, shit, that's like a really good class. But it just seems like, since the Jameis-Marcus Mariota draft, which <laughs> still crazy yeah. they want one and two. Yeah. It feels like there's just been like an, at least one good guy almost every draft. I'm sure somebody can look yeah. at it and tell me I'm wrong. But now it just feels like the league is littered with really good young quarterbacks. And Justin Herbert's in that category. He's playing really well. Much better than I thought he
1: would. He's playing very well. I mean, the first three quarterbacks that have been drafted this year, I like them all. They're yeah. all really good. Yeah. Yes,
0: very, yeah. much so. um, very much so. Probably one of the better games of the week here. Packers Colts lines at yeah. one and a half over under 51 and a half. I'd probably say this, maybe the chiefs Raiders, depending on how that plays, I have some thought there. And then the bucks Rams, those are probably the three best games of the week. yeah Colts packs. I have begrudgingly not respected the Colts as much because I'm, I'm still waiting for Phillip rivers arm to fall off mid game, but <laughs> they are a good football team.
1: They're a good team. They have a good defense. Um, yeah, I'm still waiting for Philip Rivers to just not just do something stupid. And I mean, he a couple bad passes, but I mean, he's been winning them games. But this is also another game for me where it's just a value play. I have to take the Packers the money line.
0: Yep, hundred percent. If the if it was reversed, I think I'd take the Colts money line. Like whoever's yeah. the underdog here, I'm taking because it's like you have one team that's pretty consistent everywhere, but has a bit of a question mark at quarterback with Phillip Rivers. What are you going to get? And then you have the Packers, who are very good offensively with Aaron Rodgers and a defense that's suspect. Uh, yeah. But they're so close and the matchups are so good, I'd rather lose money on Aaron Rodgers as a money line dog, then lose money on the Colts as a favorite at one and a half. Like that just doesn't yeah. feel like a good betting trend um, nah. at all. But we'll see. Frank, Wright, Also, I love the balls on him just to go for it. Like on he's fourth, awesome. fourth down, everything. The bet, like if you bet the Colts, it's one of the best experiences. Cause you're just like, at any point, you know, even if you're not covering because he's just so ballsy, you're going to be in range at some point in the game to cover.
1: <laughs> yeah. He's awesome. I, I like him a lot.
0: Um, Cowboys Vikings lines at seven over
1: under forty-eight.
0: <laughs> I don't
1: love it. <laughs> I don't love it at all. No.
0: This is a tough spot to be in.
1: I don't know what to do here, to be honest. I this is a game for me where I give my money to Dalvin Cook and say, Go win me this bet. <laughs> win me this bet, Um I-, I think it could be a massive Dalvin Cook day. Um, yes. And, and Justin I suggest the way that they win. <laughs> yes, 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 for sure. I agree with that. Um, it's just one of those situations where if it's an NFC East game and it's a touchdown, and Minnesota is they're rolling right now. I think they've probably won. They've won three or four straight. Um, yeah, maybe four. Yeah. Um, but it's a game where I just think I gotta give the ball to Davin Cook and hope that he wins me this game. So I would personally take Vikings minus seven on that. I agree Are you seven. I agree. Yeah. Agree. Yeah. I'm getting seven. I agree. I think
0: Zimmer's also starting to, as all great coaches do when you have a not so great team, it starts out rough, but if you're a really good coach, you can figure out schemes and ways to put your team into positions to be more competitive. And he's, I think he's done that defensively. I'm not saying they're like the classic Mike Zimmer defense, and you can't put a ton of stock in what you saw against the Bears because the Bears are the Bears. But it yeah. just looking at them, they're looking a little bit more competent defensively. Um, and the scheme seemed to be a lot better. And because Dalvin Cook's there, you don't have to rely on Kirk Cousins to really do a whole lot. <laughs> um, he can do stuff. Like you saw in the Bears game, you know, when because of Dalvin Cook and the threat, the passing game opens up. He doesn't, he doesn't have to make anything crazy, but he can hit a 10-yard slant or, like, yeah. he can... He can be a little bit more of a game manager, and then that's when you have a very good football team in the Vikings. And they have ripped off three wins straight in a row. Green Bay, Detroit, Chicago. Green Bay is a good win. Detroit, mm, not so much, but it's still good. They beat them by 14. And then Chicago was a, a good grind them out win. Um, they're in a tough shot Chicago, but they're not playing this week, so we won't even bother. But, yeah, I'm with you. I put money on Dalvin Cook and say go, go man. Go win me something. Yeah. Exactly. Chiefs Raiders, 8 is the line over under 57. Ah, dude, do is there any shot the Chiefs don't just blow the barn doors off? I mean the Raiders are a very good football team. Another team that I discount all the time. But like I, I feel like that last one sits real ugly with them.
1: That's what I was gonna say, is the Raiders do play them very well. However, the last time that they played is it kinda of, it's kind of an ugly ending. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah so I put my money on Mahomes. I hate the number eight. I hate eight. Seven would be so much better. Um, but I, I, I think I gotta ride with Mahomes on it. I'm with
0: you. Yeah, I, I think I have to ride Mahomes. But the Raiders are a very like I look at them and I go, all right. Josh Jacobs is good. Carr can be good at times and he can be bad. Waller, the tight end's their best probably offensive player. Maybe Josh Jacobs. I don't know. One of the two. Yeah. Yeah, one of the two. But outside of that, they just play good football. Their offensive line is ginormous and very physical, which is helps. But then you have the Chiefs who are just like, they're not a team that you usually get twice. Like, they're not a team that you get a gotcha. The number, though, from the line perspective, I would love it a lot more if it was seven, because then I'd feel like at least I'm probably pushing. Right. But at eight, I'm going to have to take it because I'm going to be so mad if I bet Raiders in Patrick Mahomes just literally pulls down his pants and takes a dump on the 50 yard line. (laughs) And and they're coming off a bye. Yes, that's even the the worst part for the Raiders on that part. (laughs) Yeah. Andy Reid off a bye. Patrick Mahomes, time to just watch Raiders film is terrifying to me as a a better. Um, Last game of the week, most exciting game in my book. I'm biased, though. Bucks fan. Bucks Rams. Set at four, over unders 48.5. I love this game because, one, I'm now at the opinion that if if every football team plays their A game, the Bucs and the Chiefs are the two best teams in the league, in my opinion right now. If everybody plays their A game, they're the two best teams. The problem is, can they play their A game? And this is an awesome test for that because while the Rams aren't, like, knock your socks off good, they're a good football team that challenges you in a lot of different matchups. And it's a great game to see, okay, who can the Bucks bring it consistently against a good football team?
1: Yeah, totally agree. Um, unbiased here, this is the best game of the week, in my opinion, for sure. Um, and it's a really good test for the Bucs. It's just going to kind of show us who each team is, which is going to be nice because the Rams could easily win because we've yeah. seen Tampa – show yeah. up and not play very well a few times and we've seen tom get very angry on the side <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: they're not used to that down in tampa a quarterback losing his mind like
1: that yeah they're not at all uh, i think it's hilarious <laughs> 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 but um i i would put my money on tom here prime time tommy i know tommy hasn't actually last time prime time tommy played he was he blinked and was down for or whatever. <laughs> but not, not I don't foresee game. that yeah, I don't foresee Jared Goff really leading this team to smoke Tom Brady. So I'm personally taking the Bucks here. I can't figure out the total because that Tampa defense is nasty. <laughs> Very good.
0: Yeah. That's that's why I think like and I said it a couple weeks ago, I think the Bucks if they're playing their a game is the best matchup against the chiefs who i think are the best team in the afc because the way the defenses line up like you've got a really solid defensive line that gives problems but then you have the linebackers who sideline to sideline are fast and big so it's not like there's mitch matches for travis kelsey as much as you see with other teams and then the secondary is good like they're not great but they're good they're very good um yeah it's gonna be interesting i i mean i'm gonna pick my bucks but i I'm gonna stay away from it for recommending anybody else. Probably do that. Make your own decisions there, people, because it's it is a game where I I see prime time and as a Bucks fan, I just think, oh, we're gonna get embarrassed on national television because that's literally yep. all that's been happening um, right. for most of my lifetime. <laughs> but I just think I think the team is starting to finally click on a higher level, and that is what makes them dangerous. Because that's what you could write off at the beginning of the season. Wide receivers were on the same page as Tom. Now there's still some things. Like you saw it on yeah. a couple of the deep balls. They're not breaking off their routes like Tom wants. But overall they're clicking at a high level. Um, that'll do it for the games. I have one thing before we lap, wrap this up. And it is a power ranking I saw right before we got on. Chris Sims is either one of the greatest trolls in the world or he's an idiot. I don't know. One of the two. I'm leaning towards Troll. I'm going to read you off his midseason top 10 quarterbacks and see if something seems a tad bit off. Okay. Patrick Mahomes 1, Aaron Rodgers 2, Russell Wilson 3, Kyle Murray 4, Josh Allen 5, Deshaun Watson 6, Lamar Jackson 7, Justin Herbert 8, Joe Burrow 9, Ryan Tannehill 10.
1: I guess he's forgetting arguably the greatest player of all time. <laughs> that right off the bat Was startling who, who was playing like The best he's played In I don't know Five years <laughs> <laughs> Yes <laughs> Like don't get me wrong All those are very good quarterbacks But I'm um, sorry <laughs> Kristen, I don't know You might know Did Christens did have like An ugly breakup With Tampa or anything He did Well he burst his yeah, spleen Tom Brady, like, it, I know, Oh yeah I remember that Yeah, yeah he burst did his he spleen Did he
0: dislike Tom Brady he does just like Tom Brady. He left oh. him off of his preseason or something. There was another list he put out either preseason, I forget. I ripped him for something, either last uh-huh. year or this year, where he just completely left Tom Brady off the list. And it was like, What the fuck? But yeah, like I'm sorry. Like those are all great quarterbacks, don't get me wrong. But there's just a glaring hole there of a guy who, like... Massive. Pro football focus has him graded out as, like, the third-best quarterback right now. And that's behind, like, Aaron Rodgers and Russell right now. And he's playing statistically one of his best seasons. I'm sorry, what? Uh, yeah. <laughs> what I are mean, we he's, doing?
1: He's top five this year. Yes! For sure.
0: And then Steelers fans have a gripe because of Big Ben. I don't, I don't have as big of a problem in that list, I but... I, I'm sure you could make an argument if I really looked into it for somebody on that list getting bumped for him, but the Tom Brady thing was just, like, shocking to
1: me. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's just comical. Yeah. <laughs> what a donkey. Uh, I'm going with it had to be a troll job. Like,
0: it just has to be.
1: It's just like him standing by his original stance like Max Kellerman. Oh, like God. Stupid. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so dumb. Um. Alright, that'll wrap it up for us. Unless you got anything else to wrap up the show. but I well. just wanted to actually say... um. Akib to he did his first game this past year uh he did his first color commentary game this past week for the the football team game shockingly good i know shockingly you said that good i mean I yeah i'm not surprised that he knows the game very well but the way he's like able to articulate it and just kind of dumb it down for everyone was amazing uh, and, and I, I i don't know i just wanted to say he was awesome and it shocked me because he's always kind of been known as a bit of a knucklehead he was awesome <laughs>
0: Yes, he was, and I, gotta I loved him. I got a Talib Bucks jersey in my closet that I've donned a couple times. Um, <laughs> one of my all-time favorite stories is him and his mother running out their oh. house and shooting at a drive-away car that his girlfriend or his <laughs> sister's boyfriend was driving away at, just standing in the middle of the street, letting off rounds.
1: <laughs> I tell you what. Uh, <laughs> with his mother. I don't think I'll ever do that with my mom. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's just, it's one of the best stories. But... Yeah, I, I you texted me that, and he does know the game, but it is especially for his first game because calling games is not yeah. an easy task. <laughs> um, no, but I, it's something to keep on the radar. I've forgotten you had mentioned that. I will be looking out for that because I love. To just
1: kind of, kind of think about it. Yeah, yeah.
0: store he away might and then not more. That's good. Yeah. good to know. Hey, I, oh, we always need more talent, especially in the NFL calling game, because like you saw it first week, Kurt Herbstreet and that crew, the game day crew, when they did Monday Night Football, and then they kicked mm-hmm. it over. To Brian Greasy yeah. and um, Louis Riddick, yeah. it was night and day difference. <laughs> night and day. Really
1: was. But
0: a little bit more, uh, need a little bit more talent in the booth. I can't just have Romo and Jim uh, Nance. Jim Nance, yeah. Yeah. All right, that will wrap it up for us this week. And as always, peace.